Welcome to the Shark Bite Show, where we dive into the stories of our members, coaches, friends, and family of Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition. All right, let's roll. Hi, guys. Uh, I am here, uh, the Shark Bite Show, with uh, a really good friend of mine who is sadly in her last week in Southwest Florida. Um, may or may not know her. Her name is Alina Tarantieva. Boom. That was, that so was good. <laughs> one, one shot, one try. That was awesome. I know. Um, I've never said that out loud before. Uh, <laughs> just called her Alina. Um, how do you feel? I, I feel accomplished because I don't, I'm never going to do that again. So I would think I'd mess it up if I tried it now. Good. Uh, Alina and I have been friends for five or six years now. Yeah. Um, she works for the Florida Grid League. She is, uh, you know, an avid CrossFitter, uh, has an awesome dog that we'll spend a bunch of time talking about later. Um, but yeah, Alina, thank you very much for coming. Thanks for having me. That's exciting. Yeah, me too. Uh, we've been trying to get this linked up for a while now. It sucks that we had to wait till the week you're leaving to do it. Yeah, it makes it kind of special though. Yeah, it's, it's like a goodbye podcast. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, Alina, so let's start off with uh, just some really vague questions. Like, who are you? Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm Alina. Mm -hmm. uh, I, um, I guess for work, I'm a UX designer, so a glorified graphic designer. Uh, I, I look at numbers and I make things functional for people kind of way. So not just kind of pretty things, but like that. Uh, I've been in Florida for eight years now, moving out to uh, Washington, D.C. Mm. next week. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm happy and sad at the same time. I know, me too. It's yeah. been it's been hard, but one thing I learned over the years, it's like, and I got it from some movie. Uh, don't know which one. Should probably know. <laughs> but uh, how lucky are we to like have something in our lives that it makes it hard to say goodbye? Yeah, that's really and cool I look way at to think it that about way it. Now. Yeah. So it's uh, I would be much more sad if I just didn't care to leave. It's funny you say that when I left. New York because of the army. That's exactly how I felt. I'm yeah. Like, I am leaving. I do not care. I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good, uh, I've moved a lot, like made big moves in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's been something I've always looked back at. Um, but besides that, I, I'm a coach too. I've been coaching CrossFit for less than a year. Uh, sadly that's coming to an end too with mm -hmm. me moving, uh, in my home gym in, uh, CrossFit Panagorda. I do, uh, marketing for grid league as well as photography. Um, I do photos on the side um, I've taught a little bit in, uh, painting with a twist as well. So a little <laughs> bit of everything. What is your, what's your background in fitness? How, how did you, how did you get into athletics of some kind? So I was a figure skater for a while back when I, I'm from Russia. So that's been a big part of our, you know, culture and life. So I figure skated for altogether probably eight, nine years, uh, since I was three. So I've always been kind of like into athletics, but Russia is very, uh, you know, cultural in its lanes. So women are supposed to do women thing, sports mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, so when I came to the States, I played, um, I, I signed up to make friends. So I played soccer, basketball, softball. Uh, I went out to college, played softball for a couple of years. And then I kind of just stopped. I mean, I college wasn't the same as my high school softball. And now it's been really huge in my life. It's been like life changing to have that sports system in high school. Um, and when you expect something going into it and it's not that, you kind of gravitate away from it. So then I just, I didn't do any sports until I, uh, I've never touched a barbell in my life until I walked into CrossFit Punta That's cool. So how, how did you end up in like a CrossFit gym? Because that would be the kind of thing that scares most people away. You know? Yeah. So when I moved to Florida, I moved to Punta And if you know anything about it, it's a little bit of an older community. Mm -hmm. So I knew nothing. I moved for a job, uh, and my mom would come once in a while. So it's all the connections I had. I wanted a little bit of a break from work, so I like to have like an outside uh, community as mm -hmm. well. So I 
heard of CrossFit back when I lived in New York, but I was uh, I was a little heavier and I wasn't like I got away from athletics or health in general. Uh, always wanted to try it. Never really had um, the guts to do it. And then I remember uh, the owner of CrossFit, Gordon John Shepard. I was one of those, you know, we call them emailers. Once they email back and forth until they finally get really comfortable to come in. So that was me. Yeah. Um, so I did that for a while. And then one day I just showed up to a 6 a.m. out of all the classes. Yeah. What were you thinking? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know. It was it was intimidating, but uh, I love that. That's my family. I mean, we have our good days, bad days, but it's, I mean, it's all I've ever known with CrossFit. Like, it was my first thing. Uh, they welcomed me with open arms. I was terrified. I've never, I mean, I didn't even know what a, like a barbell versus a dumbbell versus a kettlebell was. Like that's the little amount of fitness I've ever had in my back pocket. Mm. We never really used the weight room in high school or college either. Like it wasn't that popular back then. So it was all new. It was completely, yeah. But it was, they were welcoming. I had a community. I made friends. Like I still thank my best friend Julie now like I still remember when John was like took my hand and was like hey Alina this is Julie Julie this is Alina be friends like and I think that's what I've hung on to like that's what CrossFit in general is to me it's yeah it's fitness but that's what CrossFit is to me it's like my friends and family yeah right because the, the fitness part happens and yeah that, and that's great yeah right? but it's like the stuff that happens outside of that as well right? yeah it's it's special so you talked about growing up in well you're born in Russia right mm-hmm. Moldo- Moldova but Mold- same thing <laughs> Is it a different country or is it a different so, part of Russia? It was part of the, <laughs> the USSR. And then I was born when it was still part of the USSR in the 90s. Uh, and then it broke up by like 93. So it's I was born in Kishinev, Moldova. And then my mom's family is from like Russia, Russia, behind the Ural Mountains. So we moved there eventually when I was seven. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew that. Okay. <laughs> so when did you come to America? Uh, in 2002. So a year after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was 12. 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, what part of America did you come to? So upstate New York. Upstate New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adirondacks. Middle what? of nowhere. My least favorite place in the world. What? Yeah. How? <laughs> That's where I was in the army. I hated it. So, really? Yeah. Oh, right, I didn't so, know that. So you were, you were, you came to Russia, you were 12 years old. Mm-hmm. You came from Russia, you were 12 years old. You moved to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Not New York City, like middle of nowhere right. New York. That's like, what most people don't understand. You, you hear New York and you think of like yeah. the movies and the cities. Yeah, no. The vast majority I of the did. state That's is. That's what I thought I was going to. That was I, not where I was going. I didn't even think about that because no. everything you know about New York is probably from like movies, right? Yeah, from like Home Alone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So it was like a culture shock, like 2.0. Right, because you're, you're not just in a new country. You're yeah. In, you're in like the the boondocks of a new country. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have one. We don't have a red light in our town. Oh we my gosh. We have stoplights. Like stop signs. We have a flashing one, but that's it. What's the name of the actual town? Uh, Crown Point. Crown Point. Okay. Yeah. The closest to that I've ever been is Lake Placid. Yeah, so that's a little bit like south of that. Mm-hmm. So Lake Placid where the Olympics were, but yeah. So you you have an interesting story of how you learned English, right? Yeah. So when I moved, I didn't know any. I mean, I knew like hello, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know for some reason when we were offered a language class in school because we had to. T- when, when, when you were in Russia. When I was in Russia, mm-hmm. I chose to uh, learn German. I don't know why. <laughs> I think I had like a crush on somebody, and that made me like. Go do it. My mom still reminds me of that. I, I never knew a word of German. Never hmm. have I been to Germany. But, um, yeah, so when I came, I knew very little. And, I mean, sixth grade is tough. You One, you move to a new country and, you know, 
everybody. And plus, when you go to a small town, everybody's so tight-knit. Mm -hmm. Like, not necessarily, I wouldn't say clicky, but it's just, you know, they grow up together. They The families are intertangled. Like, it's just, you're coming in into a family, essentially. So it's, it's hard, especially if you don't know English. You... You're a little different, um, you know. You come. I came from a city into a tiny, tiny place. So I came in April, which was the end of the school year. But um, my grades were great, and I had like a little bit of a tutor to assess me to make sure I could pass to seventh grade or whatever. And I did. And that summer, I took um, time, and I that's when Harry Potter came out. So it was like that year I was reading Harry Potter books in Russian. So I had that book with me. So it was like my escape in mm-hmm. a way. Um, and the movies came out, so I would uh, watch them. I don't know if I have like a problem or something, but I, when I was younger, when I loved movies, I would finish it and I would just rewind it uh-huh. and watch it again until like memorize things. I don't know what it is, but I would put on subtitles and I would translate like the subtitles of Harry Potter, and that's how I learned English over the summer. That is so cool. <laughs> that is so cool because you know that I am a massive Harry Potter fan. Yeah. So to think that. Not not only is it like you know the best story of all time. Just it really I'm is. saying it. Sorry, as everyone hears it, that uh, <laughs> you are actually able to learn English mm-hmm. from another country while yeah. watching Harry Potter because you've read the books and the yeah. subtitles. That is so freaking cool. <laughs> and like I came back in seventh grade and I remember like learning things like I mean like bloody hell. Well, it's like no, we don't say that. <laughs> I was like wait what? <laughs> because like to me like I, I didn't really yeah understand the concept of like English versus American English mm-hmm. because to me it was just. I mean, they're words, they're words, you know? So that was like a learning curve as well. Like the slang and all that. That's so crazy to think because when I, by the time I met you, obviously you spoke perfect English. And I mean, sometimes I didn't even hear an accent. And <laughs> it comes out once Yeah, it definitely comes out. The nerves are like mad. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Punch Gunk. Punch Gunk is a pain relief and anti-inflammatory rub. Uh, you put it on your muscles, your joints. You're going to feel a whole lot better if you use it. I know that a couple weeks ago, I had, my back was killing me from a deadlift workout. Couldn't bend over without strong discomfort. One of the players convinced me to use some, uh, rubbed it on my back. But 15 minutes later, I was doing muscle ups and snatches with no pain at all. I absolutely could not believe it, but it's true. They're a supporter of the podcast now. If you want to try it out, go to punchgunk.com. Use code SHARKS10. Uh, you'll get a discount. This stuff is amazing. It's all over my gym now. The Southwest Florida Sharks and the Florida Grid League use it. Big, big, big supporter of it now. Check it out at punchgunk.com. Use code SHARKS10 for a discount. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about how, how did we meet? What do you remember from that? How did we meet? Was it the combine? Uh, so it was before that. Uh, when we first started the Southwest Florida Sharks yeah. in the Grid League, yeah. um, I needed help with graphic design. And I, I made a post on Facebook and we had a mutual friend named Dylan. Yes, who, Dylan Behrman. <laughs> yep, put me in contact with you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I had no idea what I was asking for. I, I didn't. I didn't even know. I was just like, I need graphic design. And you were like, <laughs> What do you need? I'm like, I need you to design things graphically. Like, <laughs> I think that's how the conversation yeah, went. I don't actually. have any idea what I need. I just know we need things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that then turned into you being like, What do you? What is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> who are you? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, then you decided to come try out for the for the Sharks, right? Well, I got I got tricked a little. Uh, Dylan, so he was my kind of coach. He was my training partner for a while. Um, and I remember him was like, hey, like his way of coaching was like, I bet you can't. And for me, I'm like, no, I can. So he one time dared me to do, I think it was like 
10 hand cleans was like 150 like something does that sound for, like yeah probably whatever the weight was for the test so that let's year, say it was yeah. like 10 hand cleans in 115 and he's just like just do them really quickly and he recorded me and sent it to you and this is when it was the very beginning mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. you you saw mine you're like oh she needs to try out like now i would <laughs> <laughs> but back then um i remember that and he like because i had a, a lot of doubts in my like just athletic abilities in general to um so I think that was kind of like a confidence boost for him to like send it to you and like mm-hmm. you kind of become interested in it and have me come try out. So I, I ended up doing it. Um, I didn't make it, obviously. But the funny part was I was in the front of the paper. Yeah, we ended up being on the newspaper. Yeah. There was, I think we had 63 people try out that first year. And I made the front page. And you did, doing rope climbs. Looking like I was doing uh, legless rope climbs, but I was like actually falling off the rope. <laughs> so it made me look really cool, but that's not what was happening. So, yeah, I mean, it looked good. It looked cool. And so you didn't end up making the team that no. year. But it opened up a ton of other opportunities, Oh, right? my God. A, I mean, honestly, I attribute so much to, like, that moment. and Not the moment on the newspaper. That did not help <laughs> When anything. you became a celebrity. Yeah. Um, but just in general, like, that whole how many people I met, um, how many friends I made, like, just talking about your community alone, like, how many people I got exposed to just from you and mm-hmm. the friends in your gym, like, they're pretty much my friends now, and it's been so cool athletically and professionally. Um, I got to meet Mather, so who's the commissioner of the Grid League? Mather Wiswell, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I ended up, you know, that was kind of a window for me to get into all of the media stuff with them. Mm -hmm. So I uh, ended up doing graphics for them for a while. And then I started, did social media stuff. And then um, one day we didn't have a photographer show up. So now there's like, I have a camera. Like, do you want to try? And if you know anything about photography or anything, like taking picture of something versus something moving really fast is very hard. And then you have to move too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was a huge learning curve, but um, I had no idea. I had a passion and love photography and, um, you know, I attribute it to the grid league. It's like one of my favorite things to do now is doing photos and just capturing how awesome people are and hopefully have them see it. Well, yeah. So I, I feel like your, your role with the Florida grid league because of that mm-hmm. started, I think pretty small, right? Oh yeah. Tiny. And it's grown over the years, mm-hmm. right? We're in, we just finished season five and you've been a part of every season. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the, th- how has that grown? You know, let's talk about like season one, um, what you were doing versus like literally the, our biggest season ever that just finished. Yeah. yeah. So season one, I was working with a photographer, so they would take pictures and they would literally send it to me and I would post and put a caption up mm-hmm. in a sense. Uh, and let's say this year I would take photos. I would, you know, get the captions going, uh, interview players, uh, create content, um, you know, make strategies and how, like the things we do interview or photograph or stuff like that, like telling a story. So mm-hmm. now I tell stories about people versus just like, yeah, that's, that's the difference. Right? Yeah. Beforehand you were, you were presenting now, mm-hmm. now you're, you're narrating the story. Yeah. You're, you're dictating where it goes. Yeah. And I got to know people like it's, it's, there's something so much more to what you do when you take time to know individuals. Like, uh, like Blake was one of the people mm-hmm. I really got to enjoy to like get to know because there's so many layers and there's so much to him as just like a player and a person. Um, I mean, as a player, you know how great he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a person, he's even better. Like that's the simple way I can say it. And I would have never known this unless I genuinely like I love getting to know people, good or bad or in general. I think it just tells so much about them, it, like why they are the way they are, why why would they get upset about this? Or why would they get happy about this? There's so much more in the background of people. So I always try to like keep them back in my mind when I'm 
working with somebody, taking photos, somebody interviewing somebody, or just like getting to know somebody on a personal level. And it just, it was so special to have that platform that Gridlick has given me to teach me to get to know people in that way. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just helped me so much in life. Yeah. You've been, you've been directly responsible for leading me down saying some very dumb shit on microphones. So Mm -hmm. I I appreciate that. No, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely plan. I have to. (laughs) After the, uh, after the, the, which one (laughs) (laughs) after our most recent matches where we got eliminated, uh, Mm. I I had a couple beers and answered some questions and I actually texted Adam afterwards and I was like, Adam, the coach of the wild. And I'm like, I don't know if some of those answers came off right. They're okay. Here's what I meant. <laughs> this is what I actually meant. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool. It's cool to see people, um, even taking you, for example, you know, you've had some high, high highs and you had some low lows and yes, we did, but it's, it's cool again to have something you're so passionate about to be upset about it or be happy about it or want more out of it. So it's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's cool to be able to see and take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Like not, not that you're just being a jerk and like pissed about something, but it's like, you care enough to be upset about it because it brought this into your life or because it somebody you care about, it brought this into their life. You know, I, I'm sure you as an owner and a coach, part of you being upset and not making it to the next level is some of the, you see that you're players and you see certain ones of them, you know, it means more than others in a way. And cutting their, you know, journey short, it, it hurts in a different way. Yeah, that's totally true. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. So I don't know. That's the kind of how I like to look at it. <laughs> well, so I know we talked about, um, you, uh, using the, the things you've learned through like grid league and CrossFit outside of like fitness, right? How, yeah. how have those things benefited you? So I recently became a coach as well, mm-hmm. uh, at my gym and Actually, I am, let's, let's talk about that first. Yeah. yeah. What's it like? What's it like the last almost year being a coach? Oh, it's been awesome. It's been, it's been fun. I've, I've been part of that community for seven years. So it's been super cool to, you know, grow into that role. I've seen a lot of members come and go. I've seen a lot of people come back. I've, you know, we have every gym has their own kind of ways and, um, community beliefs. So it's been super fun to be, you know, at the head of that now and, Mm -hmm. uh, help really help people get to the next level. Our gym is a little bit more of, um, not so much competition. I mean, we have very athletic and capable people, but I think what I strive most about is the community that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very, um, everybody cares about each other. It's very hometown feel kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And, um, it's cool to see a lot of people, especially a little bit older people to really get after it and work through it and find the confidence in themselves and like get back to it. It's been super special to like help them on that journey and find different ways to talk to certain people. Because, um, I know we've talked about this before, like different people respond to different coaches and coaching styles differently. And, um, it's been fun to be able to figure out how to coach, you know, certain people or different ways Mm -hmm. or stuff like that. And it taught me a lot too, about being a little bit more self-aware and not just, you can't be the same way to the same person, um, or to every person kind of thing. And I don't know. I just, I, I care about people. I want to know why they're in a bad mood when they get there and why they're still in a bad mood if they leave, what can I do to help? Um, I don't know. It's more of that because that's what that gym did to me. It really helped me through some not so good days and really good days. Like, and I wanted to, to do the same thing for others in a way, but besides that professionally, it helped me a lot with like public speaking. Yeah. So I am not a good public speaker as this kind of, <laughs> I've learned a lot. Um, and same with grid league. So 
interviewing people and, you know, commenting. And the grid league taught me to listen a lot more than talk, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, and form what, ways to talk to people. Um, and coaching, too, just being in front of the whiteboard and, you know, doing those briefings and talking to people and commanding their attention in the right way, not the condescending way. Um, it just really helped me, especially in my um, the job I just finished, too, because a lot of times I have to present. Um, and it helped me, like, just talk and formulate my thoughts and uh, do that. And the interview I went through with Amazon, I mean, it was it was a lot. It was like three, th- three or four rounds. The last one was six hours long. Mm-hmm. Like it was. <laughs> yeah. I remember talking to you as it was going on. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a lot. It was a basket case, but, um, yeah, it just, it helped me with speaking and, uh, le- like telling a story rather than just here's what I can do kind of thing. It, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily about that. Like when you get interviewed, at least it wasn't for me, it was more about, it's not even so much. I was actually thinking about the drive here. It's not even so much like, what can you do for us as an employee like they never asked me that question once when they interviewed me which was kind of cool they it was mostly like how would you handle this how like what are some it was more of a storytelling and i think like the grid league storytelling and you know storytelling of the fitness journey it kind of brings into it i could see that for sure yeah because my job i mean i'm a user experience designer so i look at like coaching somebody as like you're the user and this is your experience what what is the final goal okay either you want to you know, lose weight or you want to get stronger, you want to, you know, you're back not to hurt anymore. Like that's kind of the journey I'm taking you on and what's the experience I'm giving you. So, so you've worked with, uh, just in the fitness world, you've worked with CrossFit, your gym, right? Mm-hmm. You've worked with the Florida Grid League. Mm-hmm. You also did a pretty big event too, right? Uh, Wadapalooza. Oh yeah. Yeah. You remember oh that? Gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three times. Yeah. Compare, three years. <laughs> so c- compare your experiences with that. So yeah, working with say that. the Florida grid league and working with Wadapalooza, what, what were the, what were some maybe pros and cons some differences? Um, I mean, obviously grid league has a special place in my heart. I, I do, Wadapalooza is fun. It was my first time, you know, especially the first time I went, I've always been, when I get into something, I love to learn about it. Mm-hmm. So when I first got into CrossFit, I read about all the CrossFitters. I watched all the documentaries. I read the books they wrote. Um, so when I first went to Waffles, I mean, when I say I was like an overstimulated puppy, like seeing all of that for the first time and saying hi to all the athletes and all this stuff, like I don't exaggerate it. Like my <laughs> face hurt from smiling, being so happy and just seeing how nice they were. Like most of them are really nice. They're people, normal mm-hmm. people. Um, so that was cool the first year. Um, and after that, I mean, I did a lot of um, last two years, I did some media stuff, but it was a little bit of interview. And I think Gridley really led me to that, to know how to interview people and how to talk about that. But I don't know, Gridley, I got to be able to grow more and to really show like, here's my expertise. Here's how I can help. Um, like Mather and Ruby, they've, they've trusted me with so much, like they've trusted me more and I trusted myself about certain things. Mm -hmm. And it's been, uh, that's the best part. Like, I think in Wadapalooza, it's a little bit more controlled, which I understand, you know, you have, ex- you don't know these people. They're, they're coming in like for a weekend right? to get, you just bring in a bunch of contractors in to handle media, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And you're hoping like two of them will come through at the end of the day. Uh, this, you, you know, we, ha- when you have a little bit more accountability and you know, that's kind of new, like it's, it's cool. And it's nice that not everybody can trust you and like give that control up. Be like, okay, we trust you. Like Mather always says, he's like, I trust you. I'm like, what you do? <laughs> <laughs> and it's been cool. Like I remember the first couple times I'm like, oh my God, we need to have a meeting. We need to talk about this and all that. He's like, no, no, I trust you. I'm like, oh, okay. And like, I, he's, he's honestly lifted me up so much in that sense. And him and Ruby both just, 
that trust that you don't even know you need to like be better. Mm-hmm. It's cool. They're cool people. <laughs> Good eggs. Yeah, I completely agree with them. <laughs> if you're wondering who we're talking about, Mather and Ruby Wiswall, we uh, we had them on, I don't know, 10 or 12 episodes ago. Uh, their brother and sister, they run the Florida Grid League. They're awesome, awesome people. Good friends of mine, too. So yeah. I, um, they, they help you grow. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah. yeah. Both professional, like for me, professional and personally, both. Mm-hmm. Like it's been, it's been life-changing to just have them in my life. I'm with you. And I, I told them the same thing when I interviewed them. I so Ruby organizationally is one of the, she's a wizard. I don't understand it. And then, uh, Mather, his ability to communicate yeah. is wild. Calmly. Yeah. Yeah. I've never <laughs> met anyone like that. And yeah. I want to steal as much of that as possible. Yeah. And he just like, he is so, he's so good at listening. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing like I need to get better at. Like, I, cause I think my like, nervous defense is like I'll, i know i can like talk to you and be like okay i'm nervous but like let's talk about this and blah, like almost like that nervous laugh mm-hmm. but with Matthew, he's like he's so calm and he will talk and he'll let, he's like okay no no here's our next thing i'm like oh you're so good oh he's got a, he's got a great saying i don't want to say it uh <laughs> because it'll ruin his one of his superpowers but he's gonna listen to this and i know he'll hear it and him, him and ruby will laugh <laughs> you say something to him he says something back every time it's fantastic yeah. yep so cool yeah. um so we're on to the most important part. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. Let's talk. Who's Kevin? Who's Kevin, Alina? Oh, Kevin. Who, who is, who and what is Kevin? <laughs> Kevin. Um, Kevin is a dog. He's Ke- my dog. Let's be, I want to be very clear. Some Ke- people Kevin, don't think he's a dog. Kevin is a dog. Alina's going to speak about him like he's not a dog. You guys speak about him like he's no, not a dog. Kevin's fantastic, but he's a dog. Sorry, keep going. Keep going. No, Kevin's my dog. Uh, I rescued him from um, Nate's Honor Rescue in Bradenton. So great place. Go check it out. Uh, he was found. Uh, I'm sure all dog. A lot of dogs have sad uh, stories, but he was found tied up under a bridge uh, somewhere in Georgia with like a little bed and uh, mm-hmm. nothing else. So yeah, he was dumped. He was little, very little, like two months old when they uh, rescued him, and some truck driver did it. Brought him to a shelter, um, and then he got tracked down because that shelter was uh, overbooked. Um, so he was a little sick. He had, like, rocks in his stomach, you know, skin stuff. Um, so, yeah, once he got better, they put him back into, like, the shelters. They bring him in, and then I adopted him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was three months old. I'm, sure, I'm trying to think how old was he when I met him. Probably close to that, right? I think you, like, you demanded that I would bring him to you, yeah. like, that week. I also had no <laughs> idea he was going to be the size of a horse. When he grew up? Yeah. Because <laughs> we didn't know what he was. And he's almost as big as me now. Guess how much he weighs? How much? 75 pounds. Yeah, the dog is massive. He's massive. <laughs> and uh, if you follow Alina on any form of social media, you'll see that she sets Kevin up for like intentional photo shoots all day, every day. But the funny part about it, and like, I don't even believe half of it. A lot of times he will do it on his own. Like he's just that funny. He does his own thing. Like, I, I can't explain it. And you like, you don't think he's a dog. It is, it's weird. I think, it, I think part of it is just like people our age don't have kids. Maybe. We've like created like fake child in our know, dog, you know? I know. Because I do the same thing with Lizard and Benny. It's ridiculous. It's, he's so good. And uh, yeah, he, I've had him for, he's three and a half now. So had him for a while, but he, he came into my life at like exactly the right time. He's the best sidekick and animals are the best. Mm. He, uh, and he's cool. Like he will vibe with my energy. So if like I have to work all day, he'll chill out. I mean, he won't be happy about it, but he'll like, 
chill out. But if we're ready to go, like we're ready to go, he's taking so many road trips with me. Yeah, because you're alternating between working at home, right? Yeah. Because as, as graphic designer, you, mm-hmm. you you can do most of your job from a computer, mm-hmm. right? So during like quarantine, you were at home. Yeah. But then you'd also be traveling literally all over the state <laughs> for the Florida Grid League. Yeah. Yeah. And then going what, to and from New York, however many times a year. Yeah. And he's done it all. I mean, he's gone to Grid League with me. Mm-hmm. He's come... To do all that, um, he, I think he almost tripped somebody doing a handstand walk one time. That seems right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been everywhere. He's super easy. He's, uh, he's fun too. He, people love him. People ask about him more than me. Yes. I believe that. Most yeah. of the grid league knows him. Um, yes. Des pretty much only talks to me because she wants to keep up with Kevin. Um, so Adam got to meet uh, Kevin once. So he was very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so cool. He brought a lot of connections in my life as well. It's true. Yeah. yeah. It's the easiest way to meet people is to bring a dog around them. So, yeah. um, so you, you've been working out in a gym for, you said like seven years now, six, seven years. I took a little bit of time off in between. I had some, um, injuries, some life happened, not, not serious injuries, but just kind of, you know, when you train hard, mm-hmm. you need to feel your body correctly, you dress it correctly. And if you don't, it kind of gets behind. So, mm-hmm. um, so I just took a little bit of time off, um, burned out a little bit, and then been back at it for probably two, three years. So that's something that I'm personally very interested in right now, right, is like the the life cycle of someone who's been doing fitness things mm-hmm. for close to a decade, you know, yeah. and what what changes for you, you yeah. know? Like, how is that different now than when you first started? Um, well, now I think, honestly, for me, I feel like I'm on this like two and a half, three year cycle every time. Like I'll go hard for a period of time and then I kind of just like either burned out or get a little like I don't know I don't recover as quickly and then I'm like okay well maybe I need to lay back a little bit and then like for me when I maximize my training my nutrition is top two and then if I don't maximize my training it's almost like the psychological like okay well I can not watch my nutrition as much because I'm resting or mm-hmm. recovering um so now again with moving and just being things being so stressful and not routine. I love routines and it's like non-routine like for me right now. So everything's just off the wagon. Um, but yeah, it's just like I'm on this like two, two and a half year cycle of getting like burnt. I call it burnout. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. kind of just losing that. Not necessarily interest, but just I love, I don't know. Maybe it's the coaching. Like I'm enjoying coaching so much. I almost don't pay as much attention to my own fitness in a way. I don't know if that could. I completely have understand something that. To do with yeah. It. yeah. Cause at the end of the day, if I'm coming in to work out and I can see somebody that wants attention or needs attention, or it's really excited that like I am there. Um, and it's like, Hey, if you can work out together. Like I remember when I was an athlete and like, let's say even Dylan Berryman would come and work out in the same class and he's not coaching. I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. Like I get to have, you, I get to ask you questions and I get to learn from you. Mm-hmm. And now I understand what it feels like. And it's, it's awesome. And it's, and I will give up a workout for me for somebody else in a second. I'm sure you would too. Um, but at the same time, then you like put your own, totally, you yep. know, yep. thing on the back and there's a saying you can't pour from an empty cup. So where is that balance? So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely a hard adjustment, especially when you're a newer coach learning like, when am I a coach? When am I an athlete? Yeah. 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 It's, and I think, I mean, I honestly haven't been coaching for that long to learn that. I think mm-hmm. I would have gotten a better groove of things. Have I, you know, haven't I been moving now? Yeah. Right. Um, but it's something I've always been very aware and trying to figure out because I've, I love CrossFit. I genuinely do. Um, so it's always a little bit, it's sad to me when I lose a little bit of interest in it hmm. for myself. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there's like an adaptation or adaptation period, just mm-hmm. like in, in anything else. You know, the we we you know, Shark Pirate, we have twenty coaches probably. 
yeah. between the gyms. Um, and that's definitely a, especially ones who were former athletes at our gym. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a, an adaptation period where it comes to understanding like, okay, I used to be here just to work out. Yeah. Now I'm here to work out sometimes, but then to coach other times. Yeah. It becomes very important to like intentionally separate those two things. It's a, it's a learning curve. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I, I got there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're only doing it for like 10 months. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, hasn't been in a long. Holy crap! What 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 do we master in ten months, right? Like, yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely. I've learned a lot. I mean, I remember my first whiteboard. I was like shaking, <laughs> like talking about sweating from the whiteboard briefing. It was terrifying for me. I think I covered like you know how they say like say less, show mm-hmm. more, and I think I like said way too much. You did the opposite. You talked and like crazy. didn't show anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, no, it's it's such a cool learning curve. It's it's a lot of personalities. It's a lot of. Um, again, different adaptations for things. And I don't know, I, I think adapting, being able to adapt to things is one of like the biggest things I've learned from all of my jobs put together, <laughs> my million jobs. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. And I think I learned that from like moving at an early age, like leaving from a country mm-hmm. that I, I mean, not that I loved it, but it was just like, it was my family. I didn't know anything else. It's, you what, know? it's what you knew. Yeah, yeah. It's what I knew. It was familiar coming to a different country that I didn't know anything about. Um, the only like same thing was like McDonald's. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then, I don't know, adapting. Like when change happens, I'm just like, all right. Like I've always been taught to like just move forward instead of like stay there in the kind of, oh, something happened. Like, okay, we're just going to sit there. I'm like, I've always only known to like, okay, you're moving forward. doesn't matter where you're moving to, but you're just moving. Mm-hmm. You're doing something about it instead of just sitting there. Yeah. Like no, no, uh, no idleness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know if it's good or bad because sometimes you don't process things right away and you're like, all right, on to the next thing. But, um, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. But it's been, uh, it's been super helpful. Even like with the move now, I don't think I've actually fully processed moving and like giving up my whole community and changing and, not only new job, it's like new place to live. Not only new place to live, but it's like in the city, like mm-hmm. city, city. Um, and we have, we do not live in a city here. We do no not way. live in a city here. No, it's like I will be taking a metro. I will be walking in the city. I'll we're giving up one car. Like there's a lot of like huge things. That's gonna be that's gonna change. lead to some funny stories. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you ending up on the wrong side of town by accident because you missed a stop. Or, all the time. Yeah. yeah, all the time. So we'll see if I get to work. um okay so you you know you've been doing fitnessing things for a long time Mm -hmm. if there was somebody brand new who was like scared to start right think about Mm -hmm. you seven years ago what would you tell them um i think a couple of things find your person like when i first came to the gym i i had to find like somebody you need a teammate, no matter how hard you try to say, like, no matter, like, I'm one of those independent people you'll meet, but, like, life is hard, and I'm not saying just, like, emotionally, we all know, like, emotions are hard to begin with, but it's just, like, in general, like, you're trying new things, you're, whatever reason you already came to the gym, it's already hard enough that you showed up to something you don't know. Uh, so find, like, find a buddy, whether it's a coach, whether it's another athlete, whether or not or anything. I have so many people that lift me up, like, day in and day out on my worst days, and it's, it's awesome. Like, I might not finish a workout, but they're proud that I'm there, mm-hmm. and it's cool. And another thing, like, don't be afraid to admit, like, you're scared to be there or nervous. Like, you don't need to be tough for anybody. It does at the end of the day. You're there for yourself, and I guess be a little vulnerable about that. Um I've always been very competitive in, in life, like not even athletics, but just in general. Like we've always been taught, like 
you need to do your best. And just because, like, for example, being in Russia, like, we're certain things are very advanced there and the expectations are very high. When I went, I went to our school, our school since I was young. So I remember when I was like five or six and we had to draw a bear or something like that. Like if your bear did not look like a bear at five years old, you would know about it. And your teacher <laughs> would like point, pick up the piece of paper and be like, that, no, like, and you'd get a bad grade about it. So it was like one of those things you always have to strive not only to be like your best self, you just had to be good to the community standards or like society standards. Mm. And it doesn't matter like how you got there. Um, but I think it's something like I had to learn, be like, it's okay not to be good at something. It's okay to like be completely new and nervous and scared. And it's okay to admit that and tell somebody that because the right people will be there for you and the right people will acknowledge it and push you through it or maybe not push you. Yeah. Like there's different, you know, maybe you need a little bit of time to be in that like scared stage and just get to know everything because then you let people in and you get people to let, to know your like you and what you're scared of or what you're good at or and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those two things. <laughs> cool. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, let's see. Oh, <laughs> I should not have said that. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I think, um, you know, I've been like one of your biggest fans. My, like as long as I've known you, you've been, you've been a friend, you and Steph both, your girlfriend Steph. Um, you guys have been such lights in my life, like lifting me up, uh, believing me, pushing me through when I need to. I mean, it's not like I always call you and be like, hey, I'm not like I'm scared. And you're like, oh, it's OK. And you're like, no, suck it up. Like <laughs> you got this. And it's not like it's it's nice. I, I don't know. It's cherish the right friendships. Like you are one of those people that I know I can call or text or, or write or send a pigeon, whatever you're into. <laughs> But you'll always, you'll always answer and there's this between just answering, but like you will always care. And it, it, it's not easy to do that. And it's not easy to, to have that softness to you. And I don't mean it in like a negative way. Like <laughs> you've, I've got, I've had a chance for you to like, I'm very lucky you've opened up to me throughout the years and I know you haven't had the easy of a life and anything. So it's impressive and like, I, I can't believe the hard life that you had to live didn't make you hard to life or to people. Like, in the best way possible, like, stay soft. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, but it's, like, it's it's very, like, honorable that you can do that. And you still care and you still let people in and you still have so much love to give. And when you care, you actually care. So don't ever change. Don't ever let people harden you. I genuinely mean that. You're one of the best people, hands down, I've ever met in my life, and I will forever be grateful to have you in my life. Well, thanks, dude. That's, that Did was, I make you I, cry? I was not prepared for that. Thank you very much. So thank you for always lifting me up. Um, my new job, my new journey, I genuinely attribute some of that success to you because I don't, like, even the text message where I'm like, hey, I'm nervous. My interview is going to start in an hour. There's, I know how busy your life is, but not once have you failed to come through and say something to like make me sit a little taller thank you so thank you thank you you're tearing up you're awesome Lena. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of me you know like as your friend uh people at shark bite the florida grid league we're all gonna miss you not being here i'm gonna miss you guys too but i'll, I'll be around yeah, one I'm, way I mean, or another luckily social media still exists so yeah. it's not like it's 10 years ago when you move away yeah. but still and I'm hoping to be a part of the grid league in one way or another mm-hmm. um like i said mother ruby have played such a huge part of my life in my self-development my career in general um i'm hoping to figure out a way to still be part about it whether i make trips once in a while mm-hmm. um 
And I mean, I still have so many roots here in Florida. Yeah, half the players travel now. You can travel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Maybe we'll bring it up there. Maybe we'll open the grid league up there. That would be cool. Last thing, mm-hmm. say your last name one more time. Tarantiva. Nailed it. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. We're all done. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Shark Bite Show. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition, or on our website at SharkBiteFitness.com. If you'd like to find out more about our guests, their information will be in the show notes. If you'd like to talk to us about getting more fit, feel free to schedule a free no-sweat intro at one of our locations in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or Naples, Florida.